How's it going, powerful people? My name is Edward Giles. I'm a personal development speaker and holistic mental health fitness coach. A lot of times people come to me and say, I want to get my body in shape. What I found out is you need to get your mind in shape before you could even think about getting your body in shape. Because if your mind is not strong enough, if you haven't worked out the mental capacity, then your physical body won't follow or stay in shape. So how do you get your body in shape while keeping your mind in tune? So a struggle that I had was that I used to work a lot on my body, somewhat on my mind, and a little bit on my emotions, very tiny bit on my relationships, and I focused somewhat on my nutrition. But I never got all of these aspects aligned. So you may be thinking to yourself like, well, I have a great successful career, I'm an influencer, I got my life going on yet. There's a lot of different parts of your life that you can't yet figure out. You know, Oprah said that in her show when she was talking about, she said, I've gotten to a place mentally, but for some reason I couldn't get my body to follow. So what is that reason? Well, just like any other habits over time, we start to, we become okay with certain things. And that can be your weight loss process, it can be, uh, growing or learning or becoming better. Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Or tune in live every Monday at 12 p.m. by visiting FAURradio.com. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash edtalks and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. So download a free trial today and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash edtalks. Hey, what's up? So about five years ago, I started my personal training company and I was just sitting down at home and I was thinking to myself, what is one thing I can do to make money but help people while doing something that I love? And when I really thought about my background, running track, playing about seven different sports, uh, being really motivated and driven to take care of my physical aspect, I decided that I'd become a personal trainer. Now, 
that seemed really cool at the time because I was about 16, 17 and I was like, wait, I'm gonna become a personal trainer. And I thought personal trainers were pretty cool. So I started to help people with their bodies, help them lose physical weight. But as I continued doing that, I found that people didn't need help losing as much physical weight as much as they needed to lose that weight clogging up their mental space. So how do you begin to lose weight by changing your mindset? The first thing you wanna work on is the way that you set your mind. Uh, we all are operating out of a script. Most of the scripts that we're operating out of is automatic. How do you start to feed into your brain a different script so that you can change the outlook of your life? So I've had people who tried to lose weight and they have. I've had clients who've lost 30 pounds and we've worked so hard, they lost all the weight and then all of a sudden they gain it right back. That's because if you lose your physical weight and you still clogged up in your mental space, then you have not really lost any weight because you'll get it right back. I was watching a video earlier about Oprah and she talked about how she struggled for a long time trying to lose weight and she just couldn't make it happen because, well, she said she had an emotional eating problem, right? Or not necessarily a problem or emotional eating obstacle mask as a problem or an emotional eating opportunity mask as a problem. You know, everything that we think is a problem in our lives is a sign, right? It's either a sign of the things that we're doing wrong and how we can do it right. So let's say you have an emotional eating obstacle that you're trying to overcome, right? If food is the one option that alleviates your stress, it means that you need more options in your tool belt. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that you have no self-control. It just means that you haven't learned enough ways to manage your stress and your anxiety. So the only thing that now you have to do is, how do you detach yourself from this way of being by adopting new principles and new ways of being? If you go to the doctor and they tell you, okay, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you can't eat this, you can't eat that. When you go home, are you gonna stop eating all those foods? Probably not, but if you go to the doctor and they prescribe to you the foods you can eat, even if you didn't necessarily like all of them, you might want to, you're going to start incorporating some of these foods. So we can, we, our brains don't like to operate out of this, out of the feeling of, I can't do it out of a limited state. When we were a kid, if your parents tell you, you can't do something, the first thing you're going to go do is do the same thing they told you not to do. So our brains have been pre-programmed to do what we've been told not to do. And we live in a not to do society. They say, don't do this, don't eat this, stay away from this food, stay away from that, stay away from this person, stay away from negative people. But nobody tells you what to eat or what to do. So that's why I say to people, when you're trying to start your journey, it isn't about what not to do, it's about the new principles you're going to adopt, the new mindset that you're going to adopt. So in the next couple of minutes, I'm gonna tell you a couple of philosophies that I've adopted that have helped me as an anchor to get back on track or stay on track. So a lot of times we start to work out, we start to eat right, everything is in place, and then boom, three months go by, the next month you stop. You start, you stop, you start, you stop, you start, you stop. 
So you you became accustomed to it to the point where it became an automatic strict script. Thirty years later, the same thing is still happening, and you still haven't figured out what's wrong. So what is the problem? Well, the problem is you have not been telling yourself the right story as to why you're doing it, and you have not been giving yourself enough mental cues to convince yourself of that story. Here's a story and a philosophy that I adopted that I think can really change your life. This is the philosophy. As I eat this food, is it giving me power or is it depriving me of my power? Now you want to think about these two things. And sometimes you may be like, ah, food don't give me power. Well, then if you don't think food gives you power, then I have to step back a little bit. Your nutrition is your medicine. If you're not eating food to be energized, then you have to fix that mentality before you can even get to the next step of actually saying, monitoring your inner conversation with these affirmations, saying that is this food give me power or is it not giving me power? First, realize that the power of your life comes from multiple things, multiple sources, and the nutritious food that you put into your body is one of them. Another one of them is the thoughts that you put into your brain. Well, not necessarily put into your brain, but the thoughts that goes in within your mind. So when you're about to eat a certain food, you want to think about what is it doing for you. When you think about the content of the food, then you no longer have to feel guilty about the content of your character because then you can make choices based on uh, what I call your meal guide, your, your nutrition guide. What does, what does that mean? It means that you have guided your mind a certain way that you see that, okay, I am eating to live and I'm not living to eat. My mentor told me something very interesting. He said that most people are living to eat rather than eating to live. So if you're living to eat, then you're living, you go out, you get food, you just, you just live and you eat. You live and you eat. That's just what you do. But you're, if you're eating to live, then every time you eat, it's not necessarily just recreation or just the remedy to your stress and emotional uh, imbalances, but it's actually something that you're doing to intake energy for your life. So when you start to look at, oh, everything that I'm taking in, even the thoughts and even the nutritious food that's going into my body is a form of nourishment of my mind, my body, and my soul, then you begin to think differently rather than just act out of instincts. So automatic scripts happen because we've never taken the time to evaluate the reason why we do certain things. So let's backtrack a little bit to your sense of awareness. When did you start becoming wishy-washy in your nutrition? Now I want you to really go back and think about when was the instance you started off really well eating a nutritious diet and then you just said, okay, uh, I'm gonna go back to this old pattern. Or maybe have you eaten the same way all your life? Did you eat greasy foods, fried foods, flour, did you eat a lot of sugar, a lot of salt? Have that been the recurrence thing in your life? So if so, how do you now undo the script and build a new one? The first thing we want to do is we want to really be real with yourself. You want to sit down and you want to think about, A, when you started to make the decision to eat healthy, 
what was the reason you decided to do that? Think about that and write that down. Second, when you stopped eating healthy, what was the trigger point that caused you to stop eating healthy? Third, when you decided to eat back healthy again, when you said, okay, I'm gonna get back on the track, what was the first thing that you do that you did to get back on track? And fourth, if you reverted back to not eating well again for the for the hundredth time, what was the reason and what was the trigger point that caused you to revert back? When you answer these questions, you start to figure out the solutions. When you answer these questions, you start to figure out the pattern of why really you were What's the pattern? What's the trigger points? What's the environments that is causing you to do certain things? If you don't know anything, know this. Neurons that fire together, wire together. So what that means is in different circumstances of your life, whatever you were doing at this point, if it was associated with a certain eating pattern and this thing happened again, the same eating pattern will arise again. So for instance, if every time you went through a breakup and you had this unhealthy craze, then every time you go through a breakup, you're gonna have an unhealthy craze. Or maybe if every time you go to your grandmother's house, you can only think about mac and cheese and fried foods, and that's what she has anyways, you're gonna always eat that and you're not gonna be able to say no. Or if every time you go down the street, you know you're gonna stop by that restaurant, then those neurons have been wired together with those experiences. So sometimes to undo the habits of ill eating and ill living, we have to change the environments and the different trigger points. We have to stay away from those trigger points. They say that, Albert Einstein said that, the same mind that created the problem cannot solve the problem. The same environment that fostered the problem cannot solve the problem. One major way that I always make a shift in my life when I find to be necessary, because even this message for you, like sometimes I do go on a sugar craze and I'm like, yo, you can't do that. How do you revert? What I like to do is I like to detox myself, get rid of myself of these different uh, substances I would say that I've intaken into my body the second thing I would like to do is I like to do is I like to change the environment so that means that there are certain places that I would not go to there are certain things that I would not associate with in anyways or like I know maybe I'm not going to happy hour at this restaurant because I know this is my uh, this is my little weakness here so when you're making shifts psychologically, you have to make sure that your environment as well is shifting to match your psychological shifts. So the first shift you make is in your mind and then your body follows and so on, so on, so forth. But what, anyways, with all that being said, I really wanna to talk to you about what it means to love yourself. Oprah said, those who truly love themselves love themselves enough to take care of their body i had a client and she said i know i want to lose weight i know i want to get this fitness thing but i'm also satisfied with how i am i love myself how i am right now and i said to her 
that's perfect. If you love yourself enough, then you're going to want to improve yourself. If you took the initiative to simply improve your life and not, oh, not be a victim of ill eating, not be a victim of foods that's depriving you of your power, then you'll be able to empower yourself out of ill thinking. You'll be able to empower yourself out of ill habits easily because your soul won't rest until your habits matches your soul. What I mean by that is that desire that you have to have that certain body, the same desire that you have to have that certain ritual with your nutrition, the exact same desire that you have to, to have that six-pack abs or just have be, be able to wear that bikini. It's bikini season as we know it. That desire is going to keep coming up and coming up and coming up until you make it happen. Now, here's what happens. Guilt suppresses our ability to act. We feel so guilty about not keeping up our word. We feel so guilty about uh, being wishy-washy that we dwell in the guilt rather than taking the action steps to get out of the guilt. Let's go back to what I said earlier. If you love yourself enough, you will continuously improve yourself. Some people think that when you're exercising, I'm asking you to change your life. I'm simply asking you to improve your life improve the quality of your life, improve the quality of your relationships, improve the quality of your well-being every single day. I find that when I eat lousy food, I have lousy production. I found out that when I eat lousy, uh, if I eat lousy snacks, I produce less. And when I produce less, I feel bad about myself. So what do you want? Do you want to feel good temporarily? Or do you want to feel good within yourself and have that deep sense of self-confidence to take upon the day? Now, there's enough things in our way that is obstructing our level of happiness. We have outside forces. We have outside forces constantly coming into our lives, taking up out of balance. We have news that we hear. We have friends and negative things that's happening every single day. And we even go to jobs that we hate. So why would we want to add more guilt, more dysfunction, more lack of energy, and just things that suppress our unlimited power? So I say to you, self-love is loving yourself enough that you make choices that gives you power rather than depriving you of the power that you have. And you can begin to monitor those choices every single day. Now, to build new habits, first, recognize your old ones. Decide that you want to change. Decide how you're going to change. Decide the reason why you want to change. And then change. The change happened instantly. As soon as you say, I'm changing, you've changed. Now, what doesn't happen consistently is staying in the change. A lot of people think it takes 90 days to build a habit. It does take about 60 days to build a habit. A lot of people think it takes 60 days to build a habit. It does take 60 days to build a habit, but it only takes one decision to go towards a new route. It takes one decision to go towards a new path. 
A habit is literally a path walked over over time. Those are called neural pathways in your brain. Over time, as these neurons fire together, they start wiring together. If you walk that path long enough, it becomes a habit. But paths doesn't get created if you never walk. So that's why you start the process, you start walking, and then you have to start monitoring yourself to see when you're walking off course. So life is too long for us to rock in a straight line forever. We probably sometimes get distracted. We have very low, very short attention spans. So don't blame yourself because you got distracted. It's the human thing to do. But the question is, are you gonna get back in line? That's what they say, are you gonna get back in line? Remember when you was a kid and there's like single file line and we're going to this one destination. One kid goes off the line, you might get lost. But you know, there's a teacher that's saying, get back in line, get back in line. But when you get out of school and you get into the thing called real life, there's no teacher. You gotta become your own teacher. So that's why the true definition of self-care means being your own teacher and your own parent. Now you have to guide yourself with self-discipline. You know, there isn't a, 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 there isn't a nun that's gonna go hit you with some ruler to give you self-discipline. You have to take the ruler and hit yourself. You have to take the mental ruler and redirect your own self. So when you get off track, you may say, oh, don't be the teacher that just baffles the kid. Don't be that teacher, the teacher that just is negative. The type of teacher that says you will never be anything. I'm sure you had a teacher like that, that just that just put down your self-confidence. Why would you wanna be that teacher to yourself? But be a constructive teacher. You wanna be an empowering teacher. So when you find yourself getting offline with your nutrition, with your health habits, get back. Understand, what is the reason I started this in the first place? Well, I wanna be energetic for my work. I wanna be here for my kids, or maybe I don't have kids, but I wanna chase my dreams and make them become a reality, or I just wanna look very sexy, or I wanna feel good about myself. What was the reason? Hone in on that reason, get back in line, and walk again. Pick yourself up every single day, and don't stop until, until the pathway have become your life. So think about it that way. You're not making, think about it that way. You're making a shift. You're making a shift from achieving a goal to living a lifestyle. And when you style your life a certain way, it never goes out of style unless you stop wearing uh, that character. Listen to this. Once you make fitness and health your lifestyle, it never goes out of style until you stop wearing the garments of those habits. I couldn't have said it any better than that. All that means is every day you gotta pick yourself up. Every day you gotta pick yourself up and wear that clothes. But understand that if you took that clothes off, you can put it back on. But understand, even if you're butt naked, it means that you can go and buy some new clothes. So it means that you can never run out of clothes. No matter how many times you get dirty, ripped, thrown away, you could redress. You could reinvent yourself 
And that's how you continuously grow, learn, become, and evolve and become better. Remember, don't be like most people. Most people are eating to live. Don't be like most people. Most people are living to eat and not eating to live. But you, you're one of those people that's gonna eat to live. And when you do that, you have a great life. So I myself always have to learn how to pick myself back up. And I've done it. And I wanna remind you that you can do it too. So with that being said, remember that. Remember, do things that give you power and don't deprive you of your power. And remember that you have the unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to become the person that you already are. But first, you must believe it before any of that can happen. And until that, the world will forever miss that best version of you. The world will forever miss all your talents, all your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So remember, let your light shine, don't hide it, don't dim it. Once again, my name is Edward Giles, and you just tuned in to the Holistic Motivator here. I want to remind you that you have unlimited power within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to construct the person you want to be. But first, you must believe it in order to achieve it. And until that happens, the world will forever miss your talents, your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine, don't hide it, don't dim it. Thank you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of review. Until next time, remain in your unlimited power.